You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Yeah, here we are. Backstage, this is the Wandering Podcast. When we got evacuated, we were the Wandering Shoes. And now the Wandering Shoe is uh, in recovery from our evacuation, back doing stand-up at Flappers. And we're backstage in an office. I asked someone, this is the way we do it, on the fly. I've had guests uh, in the past. My friend is a producer, Craig Armstrong. Hopefully you like that one. My friends Margie and Debbie, we talked about my hometown. And now we're talking to someone I don't know. I just met recently, Zara Mizrahi. That's it. You almost got it. I I stuttered, though, didn't I? (laughs) It's fine. Have people stuttered on your name before? I'm sure it's happened. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty. Well, you've lived with the name your whole life. so. Yeah, but I think I just focus on the end, which you got right. Oh, okay. But when people are introducing you, I'm sure they've they've stuttered over. Yeah, there are Z's in it. Yeah. Zara Mizrahi. Yeah, it's a couple, a lot of, couple of, not a lot of Z's out there. Yeah, <laughs> my mom wanted to make sure people had a hard it's time. It's a mistreated letter. So, uh, yeah, I, we just worked together. I saw you uh, several months ago at a a one night gig. Mm-hmm. Was it called Five Threads? Mm-hmm. Was that the name of it? Yeah. And you that were there, and we were on a show. I usually don't do those stop in shows. Matt Neal asked me to do it, and I said, okay. It was in my neighborhood, which was perfect. It just hasn't been something that I really resonate with is doing those you know, shorter sets. So you saw tonight I do a longer set, like a headline thing, and you were gracious enough to to do a guest set. And then people that don't know stand-up, tell them what that is. Uh, it means super short set. Yeah. Basically. And, and guesting is not really publicized. Right. Not paid. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you do nothing and you get nothing. You got a meal. I'm just kidding. Yeah. And I'm so codependent. It kills me that they don't pay. Some um, people, some people, Matt pays, but most people don't. Yeah, when you're doing guest sets. Not in LA. Or even short. Yeah. So tell us how that works. How about bringer shows? I mean, uh, I haven't done a bringer show in a minute, but I remember when I started, there were most don't pay. And then there were some who said, who like incentivized it. And they'd say, if you bring however many people, then you get this cut, which is probably the smarter way to do it. But then you're basically running the show. So you might as well just run your own show. Right, right. You might as well produce your own show. But I think new comics don't know that that is an option. They gave you a cut? Yeah. Or like if you, if you bring this many, then you get 15 bucks. If you, this many, then you get 20 or something like that. That's how, so they actually send you like, not a contract. I'm sure they're not that official, but they. It was a verbal contract. Yeah. Verbal contract. They say, Hey, listen, do my show. Mm -hmm. And then we need an audience and bring your own audience. That's what a bringer show is. And, but you don't do those anymore. Mm -mm. You're beyond that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Now I just do free spots for fries. (laughs) (laughs) You had more than fries. I I had fries. You don't know me. I'm so codependent. (laughs) It was killing me. And then when I saw a check that they put down on the table, that's not yours, is it? Oh, I know. That was so sweet. I know. No, no. I totally ate. I ate like a normal person. Oh, good. Thank you so much. Oh, (laughs) please don't thank me for that. I had nothing to do with it. thank you for making sure that that was a thing. That's like really nice. Yeah. Well, as long as they give you a little bonus. But I will teach you. I do mentor comedians. You have to get as much free stuff as you can. That's fair. Like they have a refrigerator filled with beverages back there and backstage at Flappers. It's, yeah. All different kinds of Arrowhead water. Right. Bring a bag that's what i do okay people ask hey how do you do stand up what do you do i said this is what you do 
you have to bring as, get as much free things because they're not going to give you anything. That's true. So they have candy back there. Just check the drawers. Okay. Okay. The drawers. <laughs> yeah, the they drawers. want to make sure no one gets to it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Halloween. So I saw you um, perform that night, and I really do get a kick out of you know seeing new talent. I've been at it a long time, if you haven't guessed. And I, I love seeing new talent, and you did stand out to me. And you also stand out to me because you, you do take a compliment well. Thanks. You, you see? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I, I did set there? you up for that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's an all you. I picked it up. I've, I've, it's, it be, I say that because that's not easy to take compliments. I, I'm terrible at it. Most are, I think. Really? Yeah. You've, you're very good at it. You oh, I just say thanks. But no, no, but no, no you don't. No, you add, that's so sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'll tag it. <laughs> yeah, you got to tag so it. Just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like a comedy, you got some tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so that's sweet. so oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you came. That, yeah, yeah, all that. So you're very good at that, and that's something you're already ahead of the game, <laughs> taking a compliment. But I watched you, and I remember sitting in the audience, and I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm discovering someone. And I approached you afterwards, and I said, hey, um, you know, uh, how long have you been in the business? In a very short time, how long? Seven years. Seven years. That's a pretty short time in the comedy world. Uh, that's one year in comedy world. Mm -hmm. uh, like that's uh, that's the ratio I think it's for like a year dogs, and a half. right? Yeah. Uh, oh, for dogs. Yeah, yeah. Dogs is seven years. So you one year in the business, <laughs> and then you um, and then you told me that you have a huge manager. So that was it for me discovering you. <laughs> I thought, man, I got. I well, think I found someone well, you here. You did ask. I didn't just come out and you were like, how long have you been doing it? I'm with these people. <laughs> there was, yeah. There, there, there were some, steps. Uh, there were steps to that yeah. discovery that you were already <laughs> discovered. You're with Three Arts Management. They're very, very big. Who are some of their clients that they handle? Some of the um, I mean, Bill Burr, Tina Fey. Whoa. Um, John Mulaney. Wow. Um, and, I mean, Louie, they, they used to have. <laughs> and so Three Arts handles them. And do you get to, you don't have like a hang, like three yards day at the office for all the clients? I haven't gotten those emails, <laughs> but maybe I'm not on that list. You're, you'd be hanging with Tina Fey. <laughs> well, what was interesting to me about um, about them was like, I, I got referred to them by by somebody and they already had known my stand-up, but I noticed that people aren't signing stand-ups unless they write now. So it was only until my script reached them oh. that, that they were like, oh, okay, cool. Do you know I what I mean? It was like I, I was, do. I, it was interesting because when I first started, I was like, "You just have to do comedy," and that's yeah. and, and it's like that. Uh, that isn't how it worked for me. Kind of have to be a triple threat. Yeah. I don't know what the third threat would be. I was be. just thinking what that would be. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. There's there's the stand up. There's the writing. I mean, I guess acting or. Um, Correct. That's right. Yeah. And probably several others. I mean, uh, improv is a big one now. Yeah, improv is big. I did a. Uh, I did the uh, show, the Amy Poehler show, uh, Parks and Recreation, a couple of times, and I noticed that they tap into the improv world. She's from Upright Citizens Brigade, Brigade and all the actors on the show, except for me, I was a regular stand-up. So it's like a gang. And, you're, and we were talking earlier, you're not part of a gang, really, right? Yeah. Except for the three arts gang, you've never met anyone else in the gang. Exactly. <laughs> and I know, my, I know my managers. That's, <laughs> that's it. it. <laughs> yeah. No hang with Tina Fey. Oh, man. I, I know. love her. I love her so much. Me too. I have the biggest whatever crush. Yeah, yeah, same here. I just here. think she's fantastic. But with you, it's okay. Me, it's creepy. <laughs> I don't know. If I have a crush, it's creepy. If you say whatever crush, I think it almost legitimizes so it. So if I, I did meet her, and I didn't, I didn't mention the word crush. I, at all if i would have known if i would have known you i would have hey, I have a whatever crush on you i have like a whatever distant crush arm's I, length crush i ran into her in a in a in a airport in that lounge you know the 
Have you been in that lounge yet? I've been in an Admiral's. Yes, the Admiral's Club. That's where I met her. We were over there getting our free food. See, she even does the free food thing. (laughs) Did you teach her that? I didn't teach her that, but there we were having our soup. And uh, they have great olives. And they have good olives. They have good olives. olives, And I'm all over the olives. And I said, if you're who I think you are, I think you're brilliant. Because I wasn't positive without the makeup and. And, and she just said, thank you. Oh, see, you're even good at taking her compliments. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're about to say, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. I'm so glad you came. <laughs> that's so funny. I just think that she's so brilliant. And she's from Philadelphia. So we did have non-traditional showbiz discussion. I asked her if she takes her kids to the Jersey Shore. Now, where did you grow up? So you've already hung out with more three arts clients than me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Burr, I've known him for years, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He's one of my favorites ever. Um, he's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. I can't get over it. It's just so good. I've never met him. He's, ver- he's very prolific. Yeah. And he just does not stop. He's I just, just love the way it, he he always feels like he's just talking. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's that's what I'm trying to work on right now is like, just just try to not make it sound like jokes. Like, just yeah. be like, just talk to them. Or sharing. He's sharing. Sharing. He's sharing. Yeah, like yeah. he's at a twelve-step meeting. He's he's, he's sharing his his Running deepest darkest secrets. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, he's brilliant. And Three Arts has a, a number of good clients. But you're the like the up-and-coming client that they're they're kind of banking on. I mean, hopefully. Do they do anything like development with you? Yeah, like, they're th- they're pretty involved. Well, I have two. I have my the lit the lit guy, and then I have like the stand. That's literary. Literary. <laughs> Got to remember, most people are listening including my accountant, a former interview here, um, they, they have no idea of some of the terminology. I'll, I'll take out the abreaves. <laughs> <laughs> the abreaves. <laughs> What's that? What's that? No. Abbreviation dead. <laughs> God, and then I hair flip. <laughs> I just referenced this up for you guys who weren't there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I yeah um so I have the literary guy and then and then there's um the stand up acting L- the literary so I guess I found that the literary people are, are a little more I don't use it critical but they they will work with you more on script development than most managers do with stand up development would that be true? Mine are both really involved. I just they happen are? to be doing more stand up than writing script. Like I, I have my I have two pilots and then and with those oh, the one I had before I was with them and they they really liked it fortunately. And then the second one I wrote while I was there and they gave me notes and we talked about it and they're really involved. But stand up, especially with like the pretty short term short term mm-hmm. goals I have right now, they're they're helping, like the, yeah. the late night stuff we were talking about. So they're very much like, Oh, maybe you should do that put this in there like this this seems like maybe the right choice for that i've never found these managers i've been i've been through every manager except them by the way maybe i should have gone with them (laughs) wow and they they actually they go to the back of the room or they look at you on yeah i send them i send them just if audio you know yeah like even even tonight i texted them because um because i ran the five that i want to put on tape Mm. you know when i did your show and then and then I was like I think this is the right this seems like the right order and then I sent it to him and he was like great I'll listen and where are they develop their skills on on being able to evaluate your comedy material I mean that's a good question because I've had managers who wanted to be involved before but I just didn't trust their taste you know yeah and that's difficult most Um, don't really have it they they're kind of cookie cutter most of them totally and they're not creatives they're right that's not what they're trying to do but Um, yours are I feel like I feel like I trust 
mine a lot. Um, I don't think in my entire career I've been this jealous. <laughs> 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 what did I miss out on? Oh, no, man. I mean, you got to meet Tina Fey, so I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, so we're, I think we're, we're one one right now. Touche. We both have a jealousy that yeah. we have. So yeah. I'll introduce you to her sometime uh, at the Admiral's Club. Yeah, we just have to like figure out where she's going <laughs> and then book flights accordingly. Because <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. we, we know that she will be there. Yeah. So that's fascinating to me that uh, they go over it, and do they ever write jokes or no, tags? No, no. Not really, but they'll, they'll be like, have you ever thought that these two are related? These two thoughts mm. are related? And I'll be like, oh, wow, yeah. Or, or mm, but it's, I've, I've actually never been mm about it. Wow. Yeah, uh, fortunately. And then, and then if I end up disagreeing with them, they're like, all right, cool. <laughs> they're 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 pretty awesome. That's a, that's amazing. And how long have you been with them? About a year. Seven years in the business, and you've got them at six years in the business. Yeah. And they, do they book you... Uh, comedy gigs, so they but but you you get most of those on your own. Yeah, I get most of them on my own. Yeah. Um, you know, if I happen to run into someone at Five Threads, then, <laughs> <laughs> then you never know. I, I've got those free gigs out the ass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy things can happen. <laughs> you get you get fries, Arrowhead. We were talking earlier about the uh, Comedy Magic Club, which is a temple for comedians. Uh, my first experience there, I mentioned to you that I sat in the audience, just in awe. It's like a temple for comics. I, I was brand new in Los Angeles in my early 20s. I'm, I'm watching Dennis Miller's The Headliner and Dana Carvey developing as church lady and David Spade was the unknown opener. So I could, if I could be on that stage. And we talked about you haven't been on that stage, but you've been to the club. I really want to be there. Well, okay. well, now you will be. Once they hear you on this podcast, this is a career launcher. Man, I believe it. <laughs> I mean, I was nobody until you saw me at Five Threads, and then now I get to do free shows and podcasts. I, I, I had a critique at Five Threads. I looked at your photos. <laughs> you did? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. He uh, saw my, my picture on the flyer, and he hated it, as if I was the one who chose it or took the picture. What I didn't you, take the picture. You're, we all choose our photos. No, Matt chose all those photos. Where did he get, get it from, though? Where did he I get? I mean, it's on social media, but I, I would never put that on a flyer. Oh, that wasn't your promo no, picture. No, that was just a, a shot that you put on, and he just, oh, I'll pull this off of yeah. here instead of asking her for actual headshots that are photoshopped. Yeah. And, and prepared I, to right. be headshots. I'm willing to share the blame. I wouldn't just choose a black and white photo. <laughs> for, I had a black and white picture with a beanie on. A, a beanie with, with and making a goofy face. And making a goofy face. Yeah. yeah I, was, I, I never understand those photos anyway. I don't, in all of my career, I've never had anyone go, I recognize you from your photo. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'm, or no one's ever said, yeah, I wouldn't have gone to this show if I didn't see such a great photo. <laughs> <laughs> and I was giving you shit because I was like, Craig, you're not even on the flyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, intentional. I haven't taken a good photo in 10 years. <laughs> I have to have new ones now with my well, beard. Well, now you have boomerangs. Can you put boomerangs you put on? My, I, I, so we all have firsts in life, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So I will know you for the rest of my life as my first boomerang. Wow. No one has ever taken a boomerang of me. And, and or send it to me like you did. I feel like I just won an Oscar. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> for I was Craig's first boomerang. I was. Uh, it sounds a little strange, but um, so it's a it's a photo that's kind of like a repetitive live video. It's like a two second video that repeats very fast. Yeah. So it looks animated almost. Right. Um, but it, yeah, it's like a moving photo with like, but you were, you're physical. On stage. I am very physical. So yeah. like I, I got a few of you doing different um, one just, looks like I'm humping the air. And uh, you were. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a little, I don't know if, oh yeah, I do have a piece fair. I humped the air. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably a few. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I had several opportunities to get that. One. Yeah, I'm a humper. Yeah. Uh, from uh, but, uh, and when Love Master channels through me, I definitely am yeah. doing something to the air. Mm-hmm. And so, but they were from a great distance. Can I post those and people will see them? Uh, yeah, that one. If you put if you put on uh, Instagram, I think it'll give it the square format, so it should get a little closer i think it's i think it's workable well unlike photos this might get me some some people that are i saw your boomerang you know it's weird boomerangs are like really successful yeah i yeah i've noticed that they do really well you, you know zara i've been coaching and mentoring people for years i think i need a coach now yeah i mean i <laughs> i can i can school the shit out of you boomerang wise and all of the, all of the social media and all that stuff where i don't want to sound like the the old guy you know talking about his victrola mm-hmm. uh <laughs> Right. You know, I I try not to sound like that, but I am, you know, a veteran of the business and a veteran of life. Mm -hmm. Been putting in a lot of years. And there are some things where you kids today, I'll never say that, but I do, uh, where I do feel like someone needs to coach me on are you verified on instagram no. i will hate you if you're okay good no, no, no. We're, we're better now i'm not uh, that was my second <laughs> jealousy yeah i was about to really yeah. like i was preparing for a punch they turned me down today they said you don't meet the criteria oh you can ask well i apply oh, that's right you can yeah, yeah yeah there's a way of applying i had to send my license what yeah but then uh, i didn't want it to sound like a you know like a, I, I was gonna say you know, Emmy Award winner, you know, Comedian of the Year, American Comedy Awards, all that kind of stuff. I wanted to say that to them, but I didn't. I just said, oh, they'll see. No, I'm verified what? everywhere no, else. No, that's when you're, that's when you got to show it off. See, I, the way you taught me how to take free Arrowhead <laughs> from the refrigerator. And better photos. And better photos. So this is your advice to me. You got to show off your credits. Yeah. You wouldn't have gotten turned down. Zara, I have a confession to make. I have a hard time... And I'm seeing with this president, not to be political, but there's something in my life that has always been, I don't want to brag. Oh, I get it. I could tell by the way you take compliments. (laughs) (laughs) You never gave me one, so how can I take it? It was the way you were complimenting the way I do. (laughs) (laughs) That means I don't know how to take one. Yes, I was No, but also you got complimented a ton tonight, and I could tell you it made you a little uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, but... It's something, you know, a voice, probably my mother, you know, you know, don't get high on yourself, you know. No, but it's also like, I think creatives are really like, it's not comfortable to be like, oh, you're, yeah, like ever. But do you know it works though? I think that the arrogance with some people, with the I don't care what you think, I'm going to tell you how great I am, and it will convince you there's an illusion that takes place. Like I always think the work speaks for itself, and I know the work is good. But it's not going to draw people. You have to be out there saying, I'm this, I'm that. And it's my biggest difficulty uh, these days with uh, self-promotion. Well, there's a difference between bragging and telling the truth. Right. Telling the truth. I'll be at Burbank Flappers tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Well, yeah. Uh, That is the truth. But it's basically saying, hey, come pay money to see me. See, this is a a tough, I don't know. No, you don't don't say that part. I'm not saying it, but it, I, yeah, I but tell but them to come see me. They got to pay. Yeah, but like. Although with me, I go. But that's uh, their problem. I'll give you free. <laughs> yeah. I'm like trying to bargain with them. <laughs> you know, I'll give you two for one. But no, I mean, it's the strangest thing. And you would think that stand-ups. I believe it's the greatest craft there is. Right. Of all of the creative arts, there's nothing better. I mean, it's the, we're the only people that we write, we perform, 
we give ourselves up there and we're the only ones that aren't reviewed of all the arts did you realize that no no not reviewed think about it you see movie reviews play reviews book reviews don't see comedians well, being reviewed specials got reviews only if they're on television but stand up live right. does not get reviewed right there's no one out there you know I'll use an old reference, Cisco and Ebert. I don't even know who the reviewers are on oh the. Oh my God! Uh, on, on, on. What, a, what a great reference. <laughs> <laughs> who is there now? I need a new reference. I have to update my references. Honestly, it's probably just some YouTuber. <laughs> I need an updated reference for somebody who's really pale. My old one is Powder. Remember yeah. the movie Powder? Yeah, I need yeah. a new one. Yeah, you do need a new one. <laughs> what, like Napoleon or something? No, I don't know. I need a new white person. Uh, you know, we have to have the new. You have to stay on top of the new references. Yeah. Which you don't actually do many references except for your personal life, which I really love that about your stand-up. I love that about stand-ups, period. It's I like when they reveal. Oh, thanks. Yeah, right? Oh, look at that. So. Oh, my God. No, no. I, I, <laughs> but I, 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 if I am mentoring or coaching people, it is a personal style. I will tell them, speak your truth yeah. and let the, let the you know, laughs lay, lay where they may. But you, no one can deny your truth. If you share your experience, basically, no one can say, eh, they can't disagree with your opinion because you're not sharing your opinion. Yeah. And you're not observing like an observational comic. You're speaking, like when you walked on stage and I saw Cody Loggins, who's six foot nine, it was priceless. And it was true. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> he, he mentioned his height on stage. And then when I went up there to <laughs> shake his hand, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'd I said like, that to the audience. I was like six. I was like six nine. Is that a real thing? Like I kind of <laughs> couldn't process. Like when people say there's seven and a half billion people in the world, I'm yeah. like, yeah, okay, I believe you, but like I can't understand that amount right, of right. people. And then you walk up to somebody who's six nine, uh, right. Like you have to, like close enough to shake their hand. You're just like, what? Just and there you were. You, you met seven billion people right yeah, there. Yeah, right in that moment. In that moment, and we saw it, and it was the truth, and that it, and made me laugh, <laughs> and that's what we do as an audience. We're saying. I identify with that truth. Either that's happened to me, I never want it to happen again, or some relation that we have with that. I was talking to somebody earlier, and you can be honest, do you have, are there certain types of comedy in the observational world that you don't like? In the observational world? You mean certain types of observations? or uh, Certain types of, of observational comedians, like there's some famous ones I was speaking to my friend about today that I, I think it's great that they're successful. I don't get it. Because I never know if so-and-so has ever been laid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. Yeah, I think it's um, it's amazing because you can laugh. You can laugh for, like, different reasons. You know, yeah. you can laugh because something's, like, inherently interesting or funny or, like, right. revealing or whatever. But then if you laugh because you can relate to that person, to me, I think it's, it's Deeper. M more fun to, yeah. uh, to watch. Yeah, I like, I like stand-up where, like, I feel like I learned something. Yes. Or, or understood something different right. about myself even. Um, I great comics have a way of making that happen I yeah think. but the heady ones don't but they're still successful i guess they appeal to a different audience and a large audience maybe there's some people that don't want to go any deeper than their head or it's a different them. skill it is a different and they're brilliant a lot of the ones i'm speaking of they they're technicians yeah and i've never been a i've never been a, like two of them that i can think of are big car guys and i'm not into cars right they'll tell you about a carburetor and this was from this year and that and 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 I'm, it doesn't interest me mm -hmm. it interests me that you got in an accident <laughs> in that car right and describe the accident right that's that is interesting you're because you're super personal yes yeah. yeah it's all based on the truth 
But I like that too, because you also can't lose if you're telling the truth. Correct. Like, what's someone going to be like? No. Yeah. Like, no one can say they that. They can't do that. Yeah. yeah. I do that even when I speak politically. With I say, uh, you know, if I have a problem with some politics or a politician, I'll say my experience is well, that embarrasses me if my son would ever see that, my nine-year-old would ever, would ever act like that. That's a personal experience, and then I might share a story about my son acting like that, and I say to him, "This isn't how we are. This is this is." you know butts up against our values and so then people can't say hey you you know you're attacking uh, you know the leaders and you know all that whatever it is no right. i'm not i'm saying that this is my experience yeah you know, and so that's it, my parenting style so yeah. you're not going to be like no it's not my parenting style exactly <laughs> yeah. you can have your parenting style and think that you can these kids can call each other names or bully fine but my experience is no i don't really enjoy that mm-hmm. so yeah if, if i could i i when i mentor people which you're not one of the people I'll, I'll ever mentor because you have managers to take care of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I will introduce you to the Comedy Magic Club. Thank you. That's a promise that I will definitely make because Aww. I like to, I love fresh new talent and that's what you are. That's so nice. That, it wasn't that nice. No, it sounds it like a piece of meat. <laughs> no, no, but like, <laughs> Look at I this fresh know. new talent. Fact, no, not, no, no, but no like, expiration you know, date. Yeah, yeah, I guess, uh, it was, I guess it was responding to the first half right, when okay. you offered to help. <laughs> 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 not referred to a fresh new talent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but like in LA, I feel like people are so hesitant to help. You know, they almost think yeah. like it's like an economics thing where like if you give, then you have less. Isn't that amazing? Or something. Yeah. But I, I just, I, I find that I, I have, I mean, God to sound super like woo woo, but like if I, if I give more, I just feel like I have more. That isn't woo woo. That's, uh, that's a principle. It's, it's a very stated working principle of life if you want happiness what i have found is i've been to the top you know i've had big awards and everything else and i have found that it's a premise that never can it can never come true is your happiness and fulfillment will come from some achievement it can only come through assisting helping being of service to others yeah and that's the true great feeling that's what you're talking about yeah Yeah. yeah, and being at peace with yourself, I think. Yeah, yeah. but that helps with getting to peace of your, with totally. yourself. Totally, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because now you're out of the game. You're out of other people's games. Because it's it's their, they, they categorize what success is. Yeah. Right? And yeah, what we were just su- talking about the markers. Yeah, markers, yeah. What would success be for you? Um, I mean, there's different levels, I yeah. think. I mean, ultimately, just like peace and happiness. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not much of like an like an on paper person, just because I, I I know what we you know just what we talked about that like mm-hmm. you 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 can get little pieces of something, but ultimately it's just sort of it's it, the, the happiness you get from those things to me are just sort of temporary. Yeah. Um, but like I get I get happy when something cool happens if I feel like I'm moving forward. Yeah. Even if it's not recognized like to the outside, if I feel if I'm like, oh, I cracked that joke, then I feel really good. And then that's I'm like, great. oh, then I'm getting a better like I'm becoming a better writer. Then that's cool. Like yeah. for me, it's it's really just about the small things. And then I just feel like I'll ultimately end up where I need to be anyway. Like if I'm taking care of the present, then I usually take care of the right. future. Right. That's, that's, boy, <laughs> you're way, way far along. <laughs> you, have no, you have nothing to mentor. I should come <laughs> to you. Uh, well, well, when it comes to boomerangs, I, I, I can help I, you. I, I had to experience it to find and hit bottoms on discovering what you already know. Well, I, I think, I mean, I, it's probably why I'm a comic. I've been through, like, a lot of, like, pain, right? Yeah. Like, just on a human level. Yeah. And then, like, I just want to be able to learn from it. And then I just try to, like, take that 
take it's easy to like forget lessons you learned i think but like yeah but there's something that. there's something that you're doing a little different like yeah we come from pain but the way it manifests itself is different with with you and or the way we handle our pain is i actually thought that those successes would lead to mitigating that pain right and those benchmarks okay i'll get this award or i'll be on this show or i'll you know kill or i'll and you don't have that you don't have those you don't have goals written on your mirror i'm gonna get that tonight show I'm gonna right get, right i mean i have those but yeah it's not like so what are some of those um well you want to be on a late on the late, late show night for sure. one of the late night shows and then um I, I wrote two pilots that i really like and um i would love to like have them produced or at least one of them produced and they're true stories mm. um which is which is kind of what we were just talking about. I find that that if you if you tell true stories, just people really respond. Yeah, it, there's no way they can't be original. And so, are, and do you discuss your pain or share your pain within these stories yeah. through other characters? Yeah, which is which is less exposing of self, right? <laughs> when it's another character, right? Mm-hmm. And would you be the lead in in these? No, I don't really write them for me. Actually. You don't. Uh, I just wrote what was best for the story. So the pilots, I don't, but I'm writing a movie right now that I think I should write a part for myself in. They say write what you know. Yeah. And, and you know these stories. It's just that you're not the central focus of right. the story, right? right? Yeah. And and what's the uh, topic? Um, I mean, one is... Um, one is a story about my childhood like when my mom really needed money to raise me and my brother she had to become a tabloid reporter and so she would like drag me with her to go um like stalk people and because no one would suspect that a reporter would bring her little kid with her oh <laughs> it's awesome yeah yeah never been told that no, story's no. never been told and i feel like no one else could tell it that's the other really True. cool thing yeah so she was a, a tap in, in for hollywood the National Enquirer. Yeah. oh my god which yeah. was the ultimate tabloid. yeah Wait, is that around anymore I don't think it is, or if it is, it's like a really horrible version of it. But it used to be pretty legit. Like they would polygraph their sources. I remember they if they, they got did? oh yeah, like if they got sued and they didn't have steady sources, they would get in serious trouble. And it and it happened too. Like lawsuits that would really really sure. make a dent <laughs> for sure. Yeah, they used to be in line at the grocery store. You would Those see them. Those were the ones. And then there but were really like that wasn't the one where they had like aliens. The aliens no, but uh, they but was those a- magazines wanted to look like the Enquirer, so that it was like the national. Esquire or something like something that sounded right, similar they, yeah. but it wasn't. It's like I buy a watch, it's a Rotex. Exactly. Right, right. <laughs> Rolex with two L's. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> why? Or ECKS. Exactly. So 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 I didn't realize that. So they really were sort of like a a, a magazine was with some honor and integrity. They were more legit than they I think were. people realized. Like I think they or it could be you're telling yourself that because your mother was hilarious. I know, right? (laughs) Well, no, I think they won the Pulitzer. What? I I think they did. They won some kind of like legit thing. I want to say it was the Pulitzer, but like I. And I'm, I'm like 90% sure. They need a better PR campaign. Well, not anymore. That's, that's oh, yeah, a, and clearly, now, especially now that it's That's dead. not how, what I was picking up from the National Enquirer. <laughs> I know. Were they, were they the ones involved with uh, Donald Trump where he would... Who was the magazine that was involved with Trump where he would... Yeah, um, yeah. so the head of... David Pecker. Yes. The, yeah, 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 yeah. He owned Great American name Media. For I know, a dick. Great yeah. name. <laughs> yeah, he was the one who... He like he was one of the heads or the head of American right. Media, and they had the yes. National Enquirer, Star, and Globe. Right. Yeah. Where they would uh, hide stories. They would yeah, buy the story right. and then hide it and I bury it. I heard about that, yeah. yeah. That happened... Right. Um, I mean, so many stories got buried, not because of him, uh, or maybe because of him, but like... I remember when my mom tried to write the Cosby story a long, a bunch of times, yeah, and it kept and it kept getting just buried. And she was like, "What the 
she was so right. furious. Right. Yeah, but she had no control. And over she could it. have saved people. I know. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that. What happens with you know all the patriarchs? They bury that stuff. You totally. Know, happens in you know football or or all you know team sports. Obviously, the priests that are pedophiles and. It gets buried because people protect them. Yeah, they don't, and they don't want to believe it. You don't want to believe it, Bill Cosby of all people. It's really horrible. We all knew it though. Yeah, well, we in the community. Knew you it. did, right? We didn't I know the I degree. Know. We knew he was a creep. Right. We didn't know it was to that degree with the roofies and and all of that, the drugs. What? But we knew in the community. There's certain things, you know, backstage, you rap about this stuff, but nobody did anything about it, and. Your mom couldn't either. You get frozen. Even then, yeah. Wow. I mean, she, but they hit her up to, uh, I think, testify. Or and what does your mom do today? Uh, she still writes for freelance, but because that was her first full-time job. She never really had a full-time job before, but then she was in a bind, and so she sort of fell into it. And what kind of uh, – can you talk about a celebrity you might have visited? And yeah. She brought you along with her? Totally. We crashed uh, Drew Barrymore and Tom Green's wedding when they were married no. for like two seconds. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I crashed funerals. And you were like nine years old at yeah, the time? Yeah, I was about, mm-hmm. And she brings you along to the wedding. <laughs> yeah. You don't have an invitation. And no. you walk in like your family. Yeah. Because she's dragging you along Assume with her. Assume the position. This is what, remember what we were talking about? There's the abbreviation people? again. Oh, position. Yeah, yeah. I like the <laughs> position. Um, I don't think I get away with saying that, but that's, a, but I do love that. If you say that. tongue in cheek, you could probably pull it okay, off. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah. If it's farce. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the position. But, but here's what we were talking about when we were saying like bragging or like telling the truth. Like what's and it's funny because I realized and and in, in Catch Me If You Can, um, Leo says this where he's like people only know what you tell them. Yeah, it's true, man. <laughs> if you just walk in like whatever. And they believe that you were part of the wedding. Yeah. And, and you're at what table did you sit? <laughs> we didn't sit. That'd be hysterical if they separated you. <laughs> you're at the kids' table. And I'm like so working the kids. How Work at the kid angle. No, your aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, like we crashed. Uh, what else, like um, crashed a Winnie Houston's daughter's wedding. Um, wedding, geez. Um, birthday party. Mm-hmm. Talked to her. Um, I was like doing that. Yeah, I I was at uh, the crime scene when Robert Blake shot his wife. At the crime scene. At the crime scene. Really? Mm-hmm. I found blood on the floor. Photographers <gasps> were there, and yeah, it was a it was a we like we grabbed dinner there. And then uh, we were trying Do you have to issues over this? Do you have bad dreams? No. You're, 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 fine, mom, you're finding the blood? I mean, I'm protecting my kids from seeing a, a fake shot on television of an actor. I know. And Most you're actually like seeing that. an actor causing the blood. Yeah. And no issues. It's weird. My mom. That you know of. Over, that I know of. <laughs> I, I am a comedian. <laughs> but my mom was one of those people, like, overexposed me. Like, she, she didn't want me to be, yeah. hit, like, you know, she didn't want to pull the wool over my eyes for yeah. anything. She was just yeah. like, this is life. Uh, watch whatever you want. And then if you get freaked out, then don't watch it. But like, did you have a dad around that was, yeah, uh, my dad was, yeah, my dad was around, but they, they divorced when I was seven. And oh, okay. And so my mom kind of like took care of us. Well, that's why I was asking because he might've disagreed with how much you were shown. He probably, my would've. wife and I have that disagreement. That's interesting. Yeah, we do. I mean, she's the coolest person ever, but, um, we have, uh, she's more protective I want to show them, like even my act. You, they, she I have no problem. Let them oh, I snuck one in. One of my kids. He was uh, seven. Yeah. And he but watched like, it. But he doesn't understand. He's not going to understand whether it's not going to like taint his 
what like if he doesn't get it he just it'll just go over his head right like if it's no, too much he doesn't they, they don't get it he right. didn't understand so even he had a speech impediment and there's a favorite thomas the tank engine named percy and he was yelling out in the store pussy my pussy and then uh he doesn't know that he's saying it right it goes in my act right <laughs> and he still doesn't understand right it. but uh, he does now but <laughs> but like i yeah, indoctrinate th- them into into all of that my mom was was like, the more you show your kids, then the less they'll be freaked out by life. Right. Yeah. But but with you guys, like, is that something you didn't discuss before you had kids? It's a sort of, sort of like a thing you had to realize that you disagreed on. Well, when I'm having sushi and hitting on her and hoping I get laid, we're not going, how are you with kids? Yeah, but that's very early. <laughs> There's steps between the engagement. Kids. Well, we were pretty fast on getting married. Okay. Now, uh, yeah, there are general principle conversations we've we definitely share values but she did once the kids were there she kind of shifted a bit she's a little more uh i won't use the word controlling that would be my ex-wife but it it would be she's just um she's very careful about what they're exposed to Mm -hmm. and but married a comic who exposes all the time i don't how are your parents with you revealing truth on the stage? Are they okay with it? It's funny because it's something I'm trying to do more of, and I feel like I even like. Yeah, I don't remember anything about your parents and your. Sometimes, yeah, I don't talk about them a whole lot. Um, they're well, just cool people, pretty much. Um, but the National Enquirer needs National to go Enquirer in there. Thing. That yeah, needs to go in your ass. Well, here's the thing: is like whenever I think about writing about that, yeah. it's so weird that it's almost unrelatable. Zara, I have the same issue. I have the same. Seriously, it only goes in scripts because people yeah, don't believe you, yeah. and then you end up explaining. You have seven minutes on stage, and, right. and now you have to explain. Well, my father is a cult leader. You know, he's four, he has fourteen women. He calls his harem. No. Oh yeah, that's true. Shut up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Runs mule rides to feed the cult. Yeah. What? Yeah. Seventy-five mules, women that do all the work for him, and yeah, Craig-a-thy. mother daughter. I don't know why I just called you Craigathy. Craigathy. <laughs> I've, I've just something bigger than Craig, so I can explain. Ah. <laughs> so, like, I can explain. I was thinking, what's the cult reference with Craig? No, uh, we, I just need got... to, like, you know, when you use someone's full name, I just created a full name for you. <laughs> Craig Koresh. Craig no, Koresh. I, no, but I, yeah, I mean. Whoa, that's nutty. All of the stuff from my dad, I've never done on stage. I, I've mentioned a few times his entrepreneurial efforts which is a French word for scam artist. Right. Oh, hilarious. Oh, yeah. And he came up with new ones every few years. We would visit with a new scam. And people, first of all, the other thing is a lot of people don't want to hear your pain. They want to see. They don't want to see the, the, the sad clown. Yeah, right. You could talk about pain if you're over it and clearly over True. it. True. Very good point. Yeah. Yes. Because if they see like a hint of damage, yes. then they're like. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of times that they're projecting their own too. If you even say the word, I like I, I, I used to do bits about being divorced. I'd have a couple in there, but they're not really heavy, you know, bashing of the ex. But you know, just that she didn't dig my sense of humor, that kind of thing. But people would tell me during my divorce phase, when I was in it, oh, they were bothered by it because they're thinking about their own life. You'd mentioned if you mentioned uh, philandering or anything, they're sitting there with their husband. Right. You have to re- realize that you're bringing up things that they do not want to talk about. And we also are living in a culture right now where everyone is super sensitive to other yeah. people's problems. Yes. And when they're like, oh, no, don't be hurting, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, and like they want to help. Oh, I, feel I know. Like. They always have the answer. Yeah. I was going to I was going to put a Facebook post. And I removed it the other day. I had a real like wound mm-hmm. uh, uh, that was 
uh, jostled the other day it was from, from my mom being uh, being declined from Instagram. That this is worse oh. if you can believe oh, it. Shit. No, no, it's not worse. It's, that was the worst thing ever. Could I'm not verified <laughs> on Instagram. Damn it. But yeah, people are compelled, and I knew they would be if I shared this story. They would be compelled to go. Oh, here's what you need to do. Or oh, well, that's that's because you know. Uh, families not you know blood means nothing and uh, you know all these platitudes and advice and stuff like that and I don't want to subject myself to it but the reason I would want to share it is to help people that's the name of the podcast Craig Shoemaker can I help you or can I help you with Craig Shoemaker I still don't know the title that's or fair. the theme song <laughs> so, so uh, that's really interesting so you share it just just to help people but then people want to help you do you say in the thing like I don't don't feel pity or anything don't feel like, pity don't yeah. feel sorry because we're compelled to do that as a society i, I noticed my act tonight they went oh i was just about to say that really yeah do you remember when it was i remember, I remember when it wasn't my set i don't remember when it wasn't your set what was it for your i set? had that joke about being adopted and i actually wasn't adopted but about how my <laughs> name means stranger in hebrew and like that's a messed up way to find out you're adopted great line every, thank you but everyone and everyone awed at it and i was like yo first of all right it's a joke secondly like if if it wasn't okay to laugh at it i wouldn't say it right so like go act fuck like you're yourself. gonna break down and they're gonna have, have this uncomfortable moment <laughs> in this moment right yeah, here yeah, in this moment i have seven minutes to break down here <laughs> i was adopted oh my god i can't i'm still out where are I was, my parents i was fine until i said it <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah well you know people have that hopefully there's more in our country that have that empathic gene which is very nice and be compassionate but not in a stand-up show yeah if we're being dark listen to me folks if we're being dark just let us be dark i have a, a true story in my act where i was arrested a lot when i was a kid i was a delin full delinquent criminal oh my God, i want to hear all about felon it. and uh you know, just i'm talking about as a little kid mm -hmm. and i got arrested at 13 and the cop says well how would you like to end up like one of these guys on the poster i'm going at least he's wanted. Oh, dude, that's hilarious. She just laughed, by the way. I, I laughed. I did the comic laugh where I like threw my head back. <laughs> dude, that's a hilarious joke. It's a great joke. And I have abandonment issues. I can't take a waiter leaves my table. and go, where are you going? I'm getting your food. Sure oh you are. He's not coming back. Oh, hilarious. So dude, I, have, what? I have those bits get all and it drives me nuts, except for a couple sick people. You can always hear a couple of sick ones in the audience that, that completely oh, get man, it. Oh, man, I would commit to that wanted one. I mean, I know you've probably, like... I've committed to it. I, I'm I, saying I I would. Like, the, I, I'm not telling you what to do. I just the, mean, no. like, if it were my joke, I would just fucking... Oh, I yeah. Would, I would love that joke so much. I, I, I still do the joke, but I'm it's an example of yeah. people are so sensitive. Uh, you know, they're overly sensitive about other things, too, which is destroying stand-up, you know. But they, they're focused on the wrong shit. I mean, you know what I mean? They... They need to focus on what's happening that can have um, effect on the world and an adverse effect on the world and, and telling jokes cannot. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's true. I just had a I just had a funny image in my head of like a wanted poster with like a goofy comedian picture <laughs> as, the, <laughs> as the thing. You want to end up like one of these guys and then you see like the goofy comedian thing. You're like, no, actually, I just cleaned my, my life up. Thank well, you. You, you know, it, 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 you know, the truth is funny and. It is the truth. I had that thought when I was a kid yeah. and, uh, and arrested. And he's pointing, they, I'm going, they're wanted. And look, look at the fame they have. And I think a lot of killers are that way. Yeah. Because how else are they going to be famous? And guess what they are? As soon as they kill someone, we go to their background. There's, you show all about them. The victims don't get any coverage. 
Yeah, that's true. But I know way more do. about the serial killers. Yeah, yeah. I, I could tell you from Columbine, like you were f- five years old or something. I could tell you the names. Oh, so could I. I'm oh, a, you- but I'm a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely have like a weird. All right, ready? About, like, well, truth. at the same time, we're going to say the one that starts with a D. Ready? Dylan, Dylan Klebold. All right, there you go. Okay. <laughs> Isn't that sick that we know this it guy's is. name? Yeah, especially because there have been worse school shootings since that. Yes, that's true. But and I actually, know them all too. I don't. I don't remember. Do you remember all of them? Like all the new ones, like the like the um, the Sandy Hook. I remember they're trying. What they're trying to do now with like those really horrible ones is like not talk about the name. Good. Right. They like, should. Yeah. They should. We we don't we don't need to hear that, but we do need to hear more of stand-ups. Yeah. We can be change agents, but they won't let us be. We can help shift the world through laughter and, and truth and joy and and spirituality. We can do that, but they see to it that we're locked in a box. You speak up, they say, stick to comedy. You know, we're supposed to be mirth monkeys. And stay with that. Don't ever challenge me or challenge my guy. And we should challenge everyone, no matter what the party is. And that's what comedians do is we challenge truth. So in my case, by the way, that has led to even more difficult times for me, being rejected by my family because they know that I know the truth. That'll freak them out. Yeah, I'm sure it freaks people out. I've had a number of people that are not my friends or family because of that. You don't seem like you have that because you don't expose you. So far, you haven't done any material about your parents, right? Yeah, not really. I mean, I'm sure I could, it's you coming. know. I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, I bet it is, and it'll be awkward. At least in script form, it'll be there. Yeah, in script form, it'll your be parents there. sound like the type they'll be proud, though. Maybe if even I, that if she's I mentioned, that's me. I'm the tabloid. I, I really did take her to a wedding. Yeah, my mom likes that stuff. Yeah, see, yeah, mm-hmm. my mom doesn't. <laughs> exact opposite. Yeah. I think it's. I think it. Um, I mean, it obviously depends on the person, but it's also the way in which comics talk about their family, right? Yeah. Like it, you can tell the same story in two different ways and have like completely different reactions. Yeah, it's funny because you talked about as like is is getting over it, like when you're past it, and then you can reveal it and say it because it doesn't have any emotional attachment or any there aren't any open wounds uh it's it's the case with my mom my dad i can say things but my mom i can't Mm -hmm. because it's still there like the other day when she did this big stinger to me oh my god i was like i I gotta go do ayahuasca or something (laughs) which will probably help to be honest (laughs) i have to do something someone matt neal just gave me a book about it about not ayahuasca but something how to change your mind yeah. Yeah, I love that. He book. gave you that too. <laughs> I got it. I got it from someone who wasn't Matt Neal, but it's a great book. You'll like it. How did you know that's what I was talking about? Um, I mean, there, there's probably only a handful of books that someone would give someone else, and it's about that, right? About about yeah. like psychedelics and the benefits, right? And How the science you, behind yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, they've honestly, uh, drugs have helped me so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What kind of drugs? Um, I've never done like coke or any of the those but psychedelics i've done like i've done acid shrooms right molly all that stuff but honestly but you, have, you take f- those with a purpose you don't take those i did it to, recreationally oh you did but okay. then i also did it, it, it you could do it with a purpose it, it'll sort of happen anyway it's weird yeah it'll it'll bring up your stuff and then you have to kind of confront it and then it it definitely i feel like a lot of my growth as a human being came from those experiences is that right yeah in yeah. a weird way i'm even like nervous talking about it just because i know people judge so much 
but fuck it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Nobody's listening. This is only my podcast. <laughs> it's very it's very simple. I might um, have a couple people listen. No, uh, I mean, whatever. It's My mom probably is because she stalks me. Oh, <laughs> this is the only way we communicate. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Your son's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it don't really be afraid to talk about it. I mean, I think it's, it's very interesting. I actually have experience in the downside of drugs and alcohol. Okay. Yeah, that's so, but I have no judgment on anyone else. As a matter of fact, I can't wait to read the book. Yeah. You've read the book. Yeah. And I can't wait because I'm also aware enough to know that if there's an avenue or another, you know, road that I can take to, uh, kind of remove these burdens and release me even more you know, you see my act and it's pretty released but there are still the yeah, places to go there's always places to go yes exactly and fear prevents us from doing that and i guess what this does is the psychedelics is you bust through the fear and into freedom yeah you'll notice i think when you'll read it you'll it'll inspire you'll That's like want to do it i think wow. and, yeah he makes a good case and then just in my experiences, I noticed that whatever fears I had, like the things you want to overcome, it's cool because you can literally feel that that's just like a, a thought layer in yeah. your life. Mm -hmm. And then you rise above it or like, but, and you're like, oh, that's kind of just like a thought in my head. Or, or and then, and you sort of, and it sort of like goes away. Yeah. You confront it and it can be yeah. like a little freaky. You face it and then mm -hmm. it goes away. And then it goes away just like everything else. Yeah. Well, just like any fear, you know, false evidence appearing real is the acronym. It appears real, but no fear is real. Totally. It's like everything has all been built up by something, by the news, by the way. They'll tell you who to fear. I love that joke of yours, by the way. That's What's so that? true. What? The one about like how it just freaks you out and yes. then like the drug commercials and then, to, yeah. and then the scrolling line. Underneath. You ever not know your act if somebody likes it? Like I'm trying to think of the joke right now. It's my, <laughs> it's my own joke. You're not on stage, so you're not like, you don't remember what all the What do they do? I can't remember the joke. They, they, you just say that it just like freaks you out enough so that then the advertisers. Then the drug companies uh, sell you the drug that handles the the, the anxiety they just gave yeah, you yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is yeah they're they're promoting the anxiety they're heightening it and then they have your answer that's so true and that's we've we've adopted that in society but i think what you're saying is there's a whole other mindfulness to the way we can approach these fears and the doubts and the worries and what they're promoting and what they're bombarding us with and it becomes part of our dna almost totally part of the best part of my life was removing myself from that from all of those things, those ideas. We even talked earlier about what success is. Yeah. And I, it's so cool that you get it this early that success is a whole inside job. Yeah. It's no one else's accolades. It's no one else's rewards. Never watch, I don't watch the rewards, the awards anymore. Neither do I. I just want to know who won so I just can know. For yeah, my, yeah, in, just in so you know. And you yeah. know, maybe make a joke about it or whatever it is. But the same people that they're lauding and uh, asking to come to the Oscars and like five years later, they probably can't pa get past the velvet rope. They're going, you know, I was nominated three years ago. Yeah. OK, move along. Yeah. It's it, like scary. That's and that's what like who dictates that. Right. It's like who dictates what's hot and what's trending. And I can't really I stopped and I used to really be into the awards and want the awards until I got one. And it was the loneliest night of my life. On really? ABC. Yeah, yeah. It was the loneliest night of my life. What made it a lonely, lonely night? Well, I got there to, you know, where you know, Comedian of the Year, you know, former winners were Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Jeff Foxworthy. And I go, oh, 
okay, now it is. I'm going to have my own show about a gay redneck and a show about nothing. Yeah, I mean, this, this I thought, and I had a limousine, and it was the loneliest night of my life. Didn't know where to go. Oh, I'm my so, God. I'm here. I'm here. Now what? No way. Oh, yeah. my God. That would be me for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'd be what? texting my mom, like, where should I go? Okay, what, what do I do now? <laughs> yeah. What do I do? How do I celebrate myself? No one else wants to celebrate me. <laughs> really? Where, you well, they don't. You weren't married or whatever? No. No, okay. no single so but I mean no one really that's the other thing is like a lot of times when you're successful people on the other side of that are envious they're not saying wow this is this feels fantastic doesn't it right you know they're not having that connection with you it's only your connection to this success and they sort of have a laissez-faire at it I mean they're, they're, they're detached from it yeah they don't have the same attachment you have from winning whatever that award is and you see it all the time. And uh, yeah, so I stopped and you stopped. Again, you're way more grown than you should be. It's <laughs> well, the drugs, man. Way too much wisdom. <laughs> no, dude. It's I'm, all those, it's all those By magic. the end of this podcast, you're going to turn me into a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, that's, that's just my goal. It's supposed to be, can I help you? You're helping me become a drug addict. That's, that's fantastic. That'd be a funny sketch of like uh, someone walks into a therapist's office and then the therapist ends up unloading on the patient. And then <laughs> the patient's like, all right, same time next week. Yeah, this is not <laughs> the way it's supposed to go. I'm supposed, you're supposed to be coming to me and go, oh, Yoda. Yeah. You've been in this business a very long time, yeah, Yoda. Help me. Help me. What, what You know, how do I write something? <laughs> but you already have the damn answers. It's pissing me off. Maybe that's what I, maybe that's what I got that spark when I saw you that night. And thinking of rethinking this, maybe that's what it was. It's not necessarily, you know, I've seen a lot of great comedians with great material and they're funny, but some people just have that little nudge of difference. And I think that's what Three Arts saw with you. And I'll get no money for it, but I feel like I did discover you. But um, <laughs> you could get it in some other form. Uh, what, what other form can I get out? What, uh, um, how about. How about if you win an award, just say my first initial. <laughs> I'm going to say Craig at the Shoemaker. <laughs> and scratch your thigh. Yeah. And then I'll know that it's our code. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I thank, I thank Craig for this. Yeah, even that. I mean, I've helped people through the years. And, and you do have some form of I want to thank you. You know, you want some form of gratitude. And 9 out of 10, if not 10 out of 10, it's the opposite. They'll run the other way. From, that's so weird. I know it is. It's a strange but that's, dynamic. I feel like that's... I don't know either just like a complete just kind of n neglect thing or like or just not thinking about it or insecure like either way it's their issue you know what I mean my spontaneous answer to that being with you right now is I think I get it just coming up with this right now they are people unlike you that don't have your already you know sage wisdom you you already possess this where most people have to go on this long journey to find what you've already found, Dorothy. <laughs> so you know that the answers are inside. You know that it's in the presence. You know that it's you know, getting past these things and, sp and speaking the truth. The ones that I have helped, I, now, geez, I can't believe I'm knowing this for the first time. It's a rescue model, and they, don't, they resent me for helping them. What? Well, think about that thinking out loud now because do you think that it makes them less successful knowing that they had help yes oh my god yes and that they oh they want to deny that they had help right oh my god yes you're probably right these could be revelations here i'm having your revelation <laughs> <laughs> it's a co-revelation oh that's so nice of you yeah so it, yeah 
I mean, I have it happen constantly. I fix people up. I fixed somebody up with his marriage, and I always wonder, what do you tell your kids on how you met? I I lied to her, and I did Cyrano de Bergerac. I would say, like, I would say what he was supposedly saying, and, and it was like, and he wasn't. And I got them together, and it wasn't working at first. And I got them together, and they got married with three kids, and I never saw them again. Shut up. Completely, like, didn't want to have anything to do with me. And and that's not, the, believe me, I have literally probably hundreds of these examples of people that I say, but you know what it was? I wanted them to accept the Academy Award and thank me. Yeah, so you with that preconceived I, agenda, which they smell, this is getting too revealing. Um, no, but that <laughs> makes sense. Everything they smell it and they don't want to give it to me then. They resent that I would want something like that. That makes so much sense, though. Everything's yeah. in dynamic, right? So, like, yeah. they're going to find you or you'll find them, and then you're both are going to serve each other's Mutual. psychological we serve, Exactly. Needs. We serve one another. Yeah. I mean, this happened in my relationships and that have failed. I mean, because it's a failed concept. If I think I'm going to save them, rescue them, in, the, in essence, I'm not being a good guy is I really want the pat on the back. Right. Because, yeah, they, then helping them is yeah. about you or and something. And instinctually, they know that and won't give it to me. Wow. Intentionally. So the so the best it's supposed way to, to be about you, isn't it? This no, podcast? whatever. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's about. So I guess like then the healthiest relation or dynamics is about just not needing anything. Oh yes, I remember my friend one time said, "You know, I love I love you." He goes, "Because you don't want anything from me, and I don't want anything from you." That's perfect. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's, that's how it should be. It is. It's, it's true. I'm married to a woman that's she's the greatest human being I've ever met. Aww. And. We don't have any, like, I shouldn't say any, of course there are some, but basically we go along in life just knowing everything's okay. Like, I don't have to check in. I don't have fears. Like, here we are, by the way. I'm probably supposed to be home in the old days with somebody else I would be married to. Where are you? And you're with a hot woman? <laughs> she's hot, by the way. She's oh. very, very good looking. Oh, geez. Thanks. Oh, geez. Thanks. Well, just just sweet. you're so stop. sweet. Anyway. Uh, I'm so glad you came. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, yes. I mean, there would be jealousy and all that. My wife now is just so okay with herself, and she knows I'm okay with myself, and those two things meet in the middle. That's amazing. It's the best thing. That's the best. Yeah, it's the best thing. You can know agenda. It's agenda-free. Whereas a lot of people in our business, again, talking out loud, have a full-on agenda. What can this person do for me? And you are a hundred steps ahead in the spiritual world as that's not your thing. Yeah. You're not getting to know me for who I am. You didn't even know who I was. I'm not getting to know. I knew for, who you were. At Five well, Threads? Yeah. I knew who you were. I mean, not really. I mean, you don't know anything about me or, you know. I mean, I know your comedy. A little bit. But, I mean, basically, you don't know me. I don't know you. Right. We know each other's sets. Right. Right. This is the first we are getting to know one another. But there is something that's like a, it's more of a divine connection. It's pure. Because you're not sitting there watching my set at five threads or tonight, and I'm not watching your set going, what can I, oh, I did think I'd discover you and be your manager, but (laughs) no, I'm just kidding. Hilarious. But, um, But yeah, I mean, when you can have a relationship like that, that's what they should all be built on. Well, where you're supportive of one another. Yeah, for sure. Yes. But it's sort of tied into what we were saying earlier about yeah. how, like, when when you give something, it's not like you're losing something. It's sort of like, that's like the needing thing. Like, I'll give this to you so I can get something back. Yeah. Like, it's not like a missing, gaining piece. It's just right. sort of like, 
you're both full people just like help if you can or want to or feel inspired to and then that builds like way more valuable relationships anyway yeah now i usually ask people can i help you and we find out some way that's so nice I, you're a very generous person that's so like rare to come across yeah i mean i yeah again though i've got to get past some wounds to be fully generous with the more the mother Teresa <laughs> aspect of it of fully giving back without wanting something i mean obviously i'll have to work on that further but I, mean, I, I think if you help the right not you but if one helps the right people then you will get something back you know what i mean like it's not all on you but you but what you're getting back is not seen it can't be touched what you're right. getting back right because you know it you can feel a, a sense of pride i helped this guy he won this big award and i sat in the audience well oh, i had something to do with that yeah you know i mean it felt like you know, almost I birthed this or midwifed it, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that felt great. I, I I know it. And whether he thanks or gives any appreciation, I have to let that go. Yeah. Because I know it. You know, right. I, I know how I was, you know, assisted that. And and it is it is really and by the way once you have kids it's all about giving. <laughs> right. <laughs> Believe me, everything that's made now it's like that goes to this, this goes to that. There's very little that I'm going. Oh, I'm gonna get something selfish for me. Right. But with but with your kids, it's like an understood thing that that's just that inherently what you have to do. Inherently, but not for many people. You know because that. they're just you bad parents. You had generous parents. Yeah, but uh, my parents, it's literally a zero in that department. Mm -hmm. A zero of right. I put myself through college. It's a zero. If maybe, maybe I got a card with five bucks in it when I was a kid or something like that. But oh no, it's it's a, it's completely autonomous. Right. Yeah. There isn't that support. Now your parents, do they? Uh, how how in touch are you with them? Does I talk to them pretty often. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm from LA and they both live here. Oh. So I yeah. see them all the time. Yeah. So you see, you grew up here. I grew up here. What high school? I went to a high school called Milken, which is a... I know that one do? up in the hill there yeah, yeah. off of Mulholland. Right. Yeah. That Named was a, after a guy who, who turned a his... a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. I know. It's hilarious. I, I, was I, Bernie Madoff University? Is that where you thought about going I after that? I was going to go there. <laughs> I didn't get in. <laughs> I was too honest. Yeah. Um, no, I, I... But then I took the GED when I was 16 and, and left, and I didn't go to college. So I've been out of high school. I had a school since I was 16. And no college. Right. That's strange because you seem so college educated. But again, this is crazy. I mean, to get to know you is you are already educated. You know what I mean? I mean, thanks. You have wisdom. That's and, so nice. And wisdom thanks. is the coolest education one can have. I have one child that's like that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Was he always like that? Birth. I Birth. swear I believe in reincarnation. Oh, there's for... no question yeah, about it. No. Yeah. Once I, I know it now. And my, my neighbor has a seven-year-old that is full on without one lesson Mozart yeah like, like he's th there's no one that can deny reincarnation he looks at the camera or or who's ever filming and just just tickles the ivories with this rhythm and just channeling this musician I'm going what in the you've got to be kidding me and I have one one son who's like that oh my god yeah who's like otherworldly we all know it with his wisdom you mean oh yeah yeah oh yeah as a matter of fact he's awesome. he had an observation during the Republican debates, remember how ugly they got? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He says, and he was eight at the time, he goes, no, seven. He goes, what's up with Mr. Drunk? Because he observed a guy that was acting like a drunk. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was his observation. I didn't say anything. Yeah. And it's just, oh, 
my God, this kid is unbelievable. And he also doesn't laugh at my jokes because he thinks I'm immature. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, come on, you're above that. (laughs) Literally. That's so funny. Oh, he absolutely goes, he'll go, "Eh." (laughs) huh. You Seriously? could do better. No way. Oh, yeah. He calls you a hack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's hack. No. Stop Needs it. a rewrite. <laughs> it's, it's a, Extra tags. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's That's un- so funny. He was born like this, and it's just so extraordinary. But, yeah, I mean, and I think you were born with this kind of adult sense about you. I'll bet, I'm going to, um, I'll bet in school you were not hanging with big groups. No, never. Yeah, big individual. Because probably you can't connect with people that are group-like because you're so much into your individuality. Yeah. And mindfulness. Right. Yes. And you were the same. No. Oh, I thought you, I thought you had that lone wolf no, thing. No, no, I became it. Oh, yeah, That's okay. the difference. We have a big difference. You okay. know, I was raised panicking, fear-based, you know, just it manifested itself in very ugly ways, crime, drugs alcohol all of that where you're i'm doing the alcohol to detach blend get together with people you're doing whatever mind altering is (laughs) (laughs) you're doing the mind altering to go to a higher level of consciousness yeah big difference yeah and that you you knew that at a young age so you're not hanging with cheerleaders you can't wait to get out of there that's why you got out they didn't like me either it was like it and then it's interesting i think once you're you become an outsider then you just lean into it then you're like fine then i'll really become an outsider and then you like you know dye your hair or something like that yeah and you just like and you said they don't like you of course they don't right groups don't like individuals because you're you are expressing and living your freedom that they wish they had right and you you unlock that door to your jail cell at a very early age. Well, thanks. Uh, there, there are ways that I wish I could hang with groups a little more comfortably. Like I'm not in at any one club. Yeah. You know, but like people yeah. who are, they, they, they might get there faster. You know. Well, I don't think if I'm going to give you the the age old wisdom. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, I don't think they're happy. Okay. I don't think group joiners are happy. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I call them the woo people. Woo. Hilarious. When people are wooing. Like frat people? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. no, anybody who woos, they're not really not happy. They're not going, woo! <laughs> oh, just in general, anyone who woos. And woo people are not happy. Okay, when, okay. when they're woo, right. they're pretending they're happy. They're selfieing it, and they're mm-hmm. this whole experience, but they're not experiencing. Right. They're not really in the moment. Right. Or they wouldn't be wooing. They would be woo-woo. <laughs> they would be, right? It would be much more woo. <laughs> they would be, oh, oh backwards. Yeah, some sort of a mantra or, <laughs> you know. But no, I mean, this is what I've been on all sides. I tell this to people, you know, that I argue with politically. I say, I've been you before. Okay. I know your fears. Oh, it worries them when I call them out on the truth. I, I've already been that. I, 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 I really became racist, prejudiced. I just went right down the line with all the rest of them. I, and I just, I didn't have the bravery to, uh, of myself I had to join you, you join these gangs there were a series of gangs comics have gangs religions yeah. have gangs well politics are just, have it's gangs. a comforting thing to humans exactly supposedly but it really isn't because I've been in it not comfortable as a matter of fact you're afraid you're afraid to speak up because if you speak up they will reject condemn you. you and reject you yeah exactly oh that's interesting so you I didn't take that, that path you took the path of the narrow path 
Yeah. Road less traveled. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. You read that one? The poem? No, the road less. There's a. There's no, a book. I thought you were. Oh, yeah. There's uh, a the book. Robert Frost. That's right. There. Yeah. And and that's what it's about. And then I think that that's the road that you're trudging down, or not trudging. You're you're gliding, much more gliding. Oh, I'm, I'm glad it trudger. appears like you're a, a glider. Glide. I don't know. I feel like I'm trudging. Yeah, I'm <laughs> glad it appears like a glide. I don't think so. If you have a good connection with your parents, you have a good connection with self. You have a good connection. But it wasn't with always your, your, like that. I went through my right, whole thing. Of course. Yeah. That's you wouldn't be a comic if you had it easy. Right. What's the biggest pain? You think you've had to endure? I mean, heartbreak is a huge one. Heartbreak. Heartbreak's like the worst. Heartbreak of a relationship. Yeah. Um, Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Comic. Unfortunately. I knew it. Yeah. I knew that was your one mistake. I know. I know. (laughs) Great person. I'll always love him, and it's we're fine. Like we're not. We don't hate each other. I have talked to so many female comics. They all date comics, male comics. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the one that uh, it's not like I, it wasn't a pattern of mine but oh he's the only one yeah, yeah okay yeah. um okay. but it was it was just one of those cases where like you try everything and it still just wasn't a fit mm-hmm. and that was just really it still felt like a failure yeah because you just like try you try you try and then at the end like you have to give up but you've given so much and then it's just it's really painful well yeah because you you had some thoughts on what the try was though the you were try you 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 were give, sort of like you have these beliefs on what the try should be when they really weren't because you were trying you weren't just being right and yeah that's always going to lead to conflict within and in conflict without mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if you're if you're doing these 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 ideology that this methodology that you've been taught or instructed by society it just butts up against who you really are, right? Yeah, it's it's hard. And then you're like, okay, relationships, yeah, they're compromised, but how much of yourself should you actually sacrifice in order to make right. something work? And then it's it was really difficult, especially because even now we're I, I, I'll love him forever, like I always will, but wow. it's really difficult to like... Can you name his name or no? I mean, I probably won't on here, but I'll tell you off. Oh, you, you will? Off. Yeah, I'll tell you off. Is he a headliner? we were together, yeah. People knew we were together and stuff. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It, uh, so he's a big headliner. I mean, you'll know him. Okay, um, I will. Yeah, but um. Damn, it's killing me. Right <laughs> you'll know in like ten minutes or whenever this ends. <laughs> I don't know how much. Oh my god, we have to end. This is the longest podcast. So you gave me my first boomerang and my longest podcast. Oh my god, big night. <laughs> this is a big night yeah. of firsts. Yeah. So uh, well, I'm really glad you did this. It's so great to get to know you. It's a, it's a great way to get to. Know. We might not have even been recorded because I'm a tech tar. <laughs> I'm a, com- I, I'm a complete tech tart. But then we just had our moment right. in the moment. Right. And, and, that's the, and then you'll be like, can we do it again tomorrow? And then tomorrow's like the most boring podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, so. <laughs> so I guess if we're helping people, well, maybe I don't have to help you, but yeah. maybe our discussion might have helped someone <laughs> get out of a group and into themselves. I mean, th- it's worked for me. Yeah. yeah. It, it has worked, even though you're heartbroken. Not still. No, I, oh, oh, you're not. No, no, not right now. How long ago was the breakup? Um. I mean, it was on and off for a while, but we finally called it quits um, earlier this year, and it's okay. December now or November now. Um, but no, I'm in a new relationship, and then it's and it's awesome. Oh, you're already in another one? Yeah. Oh, what a hoe! I know. Yeah, it couldn't be in the now. No, I'm just never, kidding. never. So, what does this person do? <laughs> he's not a comic. Um, he he works in an indie film company, and he's great, and it's like he's, creative. He's creative, but business minded, and it doing you know understands what I do, but doesn't like yeah. isn't you know. 
All the creative hot women always end up with someone behind the scenes. <laughs> well, well, but you, but you just complained about them doing the dating comics too. Right, that's what I'm saying. So you don't it, like either? No, no, you no. I'm saying don't go comic. Don't. Oh, okay. So you're in support of my choice. I'm in total support oh, okay, of it. No, okay. I'm I'm upset that you actually dated one in a heartbreak. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. They all lead to heartbreak comics. They do. No, they do. I mean, that's male and female. Listen, it's too much ego to be in one room. You have to have a there's a there's a support beams and then there's the house. I don't know if that's a good metaphor, but there there has to be like a support in a different way. My wife come came from she was an electrician on movie sets no way yeah yeah she's got tool belts i don't wear the tool belt she wears the tool belt in the family that's awesome but yeah i mean we're completely different and that's the way it should be there should be you know one who's out there and then then you have the person that's in the audience feeling great for for your victories and you feel great for theirs you know yeah. so yeah it's a wonderful way to be i want to thank you zara mizrahi you I didn't even it. stutter. I no, crushed that no, that man. time. Killed it. It was so great. And tell us how we can find you on social media. Um, on my Instagram is Zara Mizrahi. Just my name Z A R A M I Z. Spelled like the fashion designer. Yeah, and Zara like the store. So boom. I don't know that reference. You don't? No, the, the, the stores st are everywhere. I don't pay attention. Now you will. That's the other good thing about my wife. She doesn't want anything. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't have to buy can her I anything. Marry her? I don't. I know. <laughs> I don't know. The last store I know is Fred Siegel's. That's still around. Yeah, that's around. Okay. I'm sure they <laughs> I knew that from the 90s. They, they probably carry Zara. <laughs> they carry the products of Zara. Yeah. Okay, it was really a pleasure uh, hanging with you on here. Uh, I don't. I never know how to end these things. That's one of my problems in life, period. But uh, it, So it's, uh, yeah, please rate and um, uh, suggest it to other people. Spread the word about the podcast. We are literally hoping it grows just as Zara has grown organically and authentically and filled with truth. So you'll pass the word around and say if you like something, you can don't criticize me. I can't take that because I have wounds. But anyway, uh, yeah, so have a wonderful day. And it was a pleasure bringing this to you. But such a great talent. Go see Zara Mizrahi if you can. And I'll talk to you next time. Laughterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws. It raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter. Working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter. We're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say ha-ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertising, promotion voice? Afterhills.org.